Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And welcome to the Purpose Kingdom Network. Amen. And I'm your host, Evangelist uh, Cheryl Johnson, the president and founder of the Women in the Word Ministries. And this is the 1869th episode of the Purpose Kingdom Network. And we praise God uh, for what he is yet doing with this uh, media ministry. And I praise God for each and every one of you who counted it not robbery to tune in even on this evening to find out what thus saith the Lord. You're listening to In Search of the Truth, coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States of America. Amen. And what you can do is you can always call in if you have any questions, any comments, any prayer requests at 319-527-6091. That's 319-527-6091. And, of course, you can always uh, listen to us on computer, and that um, URL is www forward slash blogtalkradio.com. Excuse me, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom. And so, again, I want to welcome you uh, this uh, second Friday of July, amen, to hear what thus saith the Lord. The Word of God declares in Psalm 119, verse 160, Thy word is truth from the very beginning, and every one of thy judgments endure forever. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 8.32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you or make you free. So if you're looking for freedom tonight, if you're looking for deliverance tonight, if you're looking for a word of encouragement tonight, if you're looking for confirmation tonight, you'll find it in the word of God. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory. That's to your name, for you're worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy to be praised. So we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you're giving us to dive into your word, even on this evening. We know, Lord, that your word is truth. We know that your word will never fail. It will not return back unto you void, but it will accomplish what you have set it out to do, and that forever your word is settled in heaven. Lord, I ask you to might use me, Lord. Hide me behind the cross that they might not hear me, but they would hear you speak to their spirit, Lord, and that it will um, drop a seed of hope, a seed of deliverance, a seed of endurance, a seed of confirmation, a seed of agreement, a seed of alignment in the name of Jesus. And then pray, God, that this, these seeds will bring forth fruit and that the fruit will be much and that it will, in fact, remain. Thank you, Lord, for what you're yet going to do as we open our ears, open our hearts unto you to hear what you're going to say to us even on this evening. These things that I ask in the mighty master's name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I do pray much thanksgiving. Amen and glory to your name, O God. I'm asking you to come with me to a very familiar uh, story that we find or recording of an event found in Acts chapter 16. 
Acts chapter 16. And tonight, we're just going to be looking at this topic, redirected on purpose for a greater purpose. Redirected on purpose for a greater purpose. I'm asking you to come with me to Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 5. And there you will find these words. I'm reading the King James Version. And the Word of God reads as thus. And so were the churches established in the faith, increased in number daily. Now, when they had gone through Alphrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of the part of Macedonia, and a colony, And we were in that city abiding several days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake with the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things that were spoken of by Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. The word of God for the people of God, to glorify God. And again, a theme or a topic or a subject for this evening is simply this. Redirected on purpose for a greater purpose. Redirected on purpose on purpose, for a greater purpose. I just want to share something with you. Um, Before mobile apps or even GPS was available in cars, um, people used to use uh, online uh, directional guidance systems, and I used to use one called MapQuest. And although MapQuest gave you options of routes, the problem was that it didn't take detours and unexpected delays into account. It didn't factor that in. It gave you specific routes, and you could choose route A, B, or C, depending on when it, if you wanted to do the toll route or if you wanted to get the scenic route, as I call it, or you wanted to get a less direct route. It gave you three, at least three different choices, but it never took into account um, unexpected delays or detours, never took that into account. And I was an auditor for a company, and I had many clients in central Pennsylvania. And on occasion, I had to travel up to various areas in central Pennsylvania. I'm from the lower southeastern part of Pennsylvania, so central Pennsylvania was new. And I had to go to this place called Emmaus. 
and it was not familiar. I was not familiar with that area whatsoever. So at that time, this is before Waze and, and you know, get you on your phone now and all that stuff. No, I was using MapQuest, yeah. And I consulted MapQuest and chose a route. I printed it out, did all the things, gassed up the car, and began to follow its directions. And to be sure that I was going in the right direction, I stopped at a gas station to inquire. Just to be sure, because, you know, you never know. And the attendant said my route was correct. But he said the road was closed due to road construction. That never showed up on MapQuest. Did not tell me that there was any kind of road construction. Did not tell me there was going to be some kind of delay or detour. Did not tell me that the road was going to be shut down. So the detours were in place. But praise the Lord, this attendant, he said, I'm going to tell you a better way to get to your destination. He said, it's going to seem like you're going out of the way, but you're really going in a way that's best for you to reach your destination, to reach there safely, and to reach there on time. So he told me this better way, and I prayed about it. I said, okay, I'm going to take this chance. So I topped off my gas tank, and I followed this new set of directions that he gave me. And praise the Lord, I arrived there safely, and I arrived there in plenty of time, actually ahead of my scheduled appointment time. Thanks be to God. But if I had depended on MapQuest and if I had not stopped at that gas station, I would not have gotten redirected to a better way to get to my destination. Now, hold on. I'm going somewhere with this. Some of us are frustrated because we set out on the right path but have encountered detours and road closures along the way. We're not as far as we hoped we would be at this point in time. For example, we know we have the skills. We know we have the technological expertise. We know that we've trained for the position. We know that we can do that position, and we put in our resume for this upper mobility on our jobs. And you uh, get called into the interview, and the interviewees say they like your res- they like your resume, and they give you a set of questions and interview. And they like the way you interview. They call you back even for a second interview, and now you're really believing you're going to get this position. So they call you back for the third interview, but at that time they say, we liked everything that you were about. We thought you were ideal for the job, but, and it seems that they chose someone else. Or perhaps that's not, maybe that's that's not what happened to you. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps your ministry is much needed. The Lord has dropped it into your spirit, has given you this vision and this passion for this particular ministry. And he showed you how it's going to work out the whole nine yards. And so what you do is you present it in decency and in order to leadership. Somebody need to hear me today. You present it in decency and in order to leadership. And here they are. They're enthusiastic about the whole thing. And you're feeling as though that all systems are go. But then they decide to shelf it. And now... You're starting to doubt or question not only your abilities, but your calling as well. 
not once, listen, not once did you ever consider that God is redirecting you on purpose for a greater purpose. And I have to admit, I've been in both situations, and not once did I consider that God just might be redirecting me on purpose for a greater purpose. Well, I'm not by myself because when we take a look at the text, we'll find out that our brother Apostle Paul had the same situation, dilemma, or challenge. Amen. Let's take a look at this. For a background, Paul has... And get, when you get a minute, read of all chapter 16 uh, uh, when you get a minute. And, and we find out that Paul has picked up Timothy. Amen. And he's also going to pick up Silas, but he picks up Timothy along the way, right? And uh, they go to reconfirm some things. They go, the Bible says, that they go to the cities of the churches that had already been established with a decree from Jerusalem so that uh, the new converts or those who are in those churches uh, would be able to uh, follow a Christianity without the stipulation of having to become a Jew or pick up some of the Jewish traits first. Yeah, that was a big sticking point for the Gentiles that had joined these newly established churches. And there was contention between uh, the brethren that so much so that Paul, before chapter 16, goes back to uh, Jerusalem and says, look, we have these people who are Gentiles who are joining, and we're putting rules and stipulations on them, things they can't even uh, carry out. Hey, we have a hard time carrying them out ourselves, and there needs to be something. It has to be uh, a point where they can feel comfortable with joining the church and working the work of Christ, amen, without feeling as though they're lesser than everybody else. And so it came down to the point, Rita, when you get a minute, Acts chapter 15 and Acts chapter 14 and 15 is going to talk to you about that. And so the head council at, the, at, the, at Jerusalem says, look, we'll take these decrees back and tell them, that they don't have to follow uh, the, the standards of Judaism. Uh, they just uh, have to make sure that they don't uh, they don't uh, offer sacrifices to idols and that they don't drink uh, you know uh, things with blood mixed in them. And it was like a couple about three things they told them that they weren't to do. They weren't going to they weren't to do that if they were going to be true followers of Christ and that they need to follow the teachings and the mandates. Of Christ, and so here we find in chapter 16, where Paul takes Timothy, who was a Greek, Amen, with him on this journey, Amen, to to, to take these decrees back to these churches. Verse four says, and they went through the cities; they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. I just told you that whole story. And verse 5 says, and so were the churches established in faith and increased in numbers daily. It's good to know that when you come to Christ, your only stipulation is that you gave your heart to Christ. Amen. Your stipulation is that you want to follow him wholeheartedly. Your stipulation is you want to learn of his teachings. You want to walk in a righteous way. You want to represent Christ well. That's the stipulation when you come to Christ. It's got nothing to do with you might have all these tattoos and all these other things going on. Nobody asking you to erase the tattoos. Nobody's asking you to to uh, to change anything drastic. What they're 
they're saying is God is looking at your heart, and he's looking at the conversion of your heart, and he's fixing you up from, here it is, the inside out. Amen? So there's no stipulation. If you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, he's taking you just as you are. And your mandate is now that you follow the teachings and that you grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Just thought I'd throw that one in. Sidetrack, sidebar, as they call it. But it needs to be said. We need to not put stipulations on people when they come to Christ because God is looking at their heart. Now let's get back to the story talking about redirected with a purpose, on purpose for a greater purpose. So you got Paul, you got Timothy, you got Silas, all of them are sent to deliver the decrees ordained by the elders um, and the apostles at Jerusalem to the uh, various churches. And the Bible says, and the churches began to increase in number daily. That's verse 5. But here's where things start to get a little uh, get a little strange. Verse 6 says, Now, when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Wait a minute. Weren't they instructed or directed by the churches at Jerusalem to go back to those churches that were established and to give them those decrees and also to preach the gospel to the people and bring more people into the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Paul and company were on assignment as they were instructed to go throughout Phrygia and Galatia, preaching the gospel, and the people were being converted along the way. And Paul believed that his next step or his next stop will be in Asia. But what happens? Only to find out, the Bible says, that the Holy Ghost forbids them, forbids them to go there. He doesn't know the reason for the blockage. We, and we don't know the reason for the blockage either because the Bible does not tell us. But it does tell us in verse 6 that they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Directed to go, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, no, don't want you to do that. Amen. So Paul, he's obedient and he yields to the Spirit. Something that we need to do at times when we're going headlong into something and we know that God has instructed or has given us uh, direction to do thus and so, but then there's a blockage. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will, will, will put a roadblock in the way. Amen. And because, here it is, because God is all-knowing and he sees the end from the beginning, he can see things that we don't see. He understands things that we don't understand. He knows what's coming up when we don't even know what's coming up. But here it is. We have to yield to the Holy Spirit. And we found out that that's what Paul did. Now, when I get to verse 7, it says, After they will come to Myasia, they essayed to go into Bithynia. But there's another roadblock. The Bible says, but the Spirit suffered them not or would not allow them to go into Bithynia. Oh, they got another roadblock. They were implementing Plan B, as I'll call it, which was to go into Bithynia because, you know, they were told they could not go into Asia. So he figured I'll go into Bithynia instead. And the same thing happened. The Holy Spirit said no. Now, I'm sure that Paul is thinking this must be some mistake. 
surely these places need the gospel. Amen. And he's not wrong about that. But how about I just said earlier, the Holy Spirit knows more than we do. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what's necessary. He knows when we when the brakes have to be put on one, and he knows what he's doing. And I'm sure since he was uh, Paul was detoured not once but twice, he's probably got this in the back of his mind and trying to figure out what's going on. Amen. But here's what I like about Paul, and this is something that we need to be doing as well. Verse 8 says, And they passing by my Asia came to Troas. Y'all see that? And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And there stood a man in Macedonia and prayed, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. You see that? That's in verse 8 and 9. So he decides that once he's been turned down from going into Asia, he's been turned down from going to Methenia, he decides that he would just wait for a while. He would be still for a while to hear from God. And sure enough, the Bible says a vision appeared to Paul in the night. So I would have to assume that somewhere between them passing by my Asia and going down into Troas, Paul put the brakes on and said, you know what, I need to be still and listen to what God is saying to me. And he receives this vision. And in this vision, the Bible says, that appeared to him at night, there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. Here's my question. When's the last time you slowed down long enough to hear from God? When your plans have been disrupted or detours turned up to stop you, What? when's the last time you slowed down so that you could hear from God? Just thought I'd throw that out there instead of looking at it as uh, misdirection. Seek God to see what is going on. Amen. Well, let's go further. Let's go further. Verse 10. Now, after he seen the vision, talking about Paul, seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Now, listen, he sees the vision, or he, he, uh, he is privy to the vision. He's what this man is saying, come over to Macedonia. And the Bible says, immediately we endeavor. Now, this we, remember Luke wrote the book of Acts, so he's along on this trip as well as Paul and Silas and Timothy. Amen. He said, and we set off to go to Macedonia, sure, that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. That's what the Bible says, right? God speaks to Paul. Paul goes to Macedonia to meet a man, and Paul is excited. So he's up and he's running. He gets to Macedonia, but look at verse 11. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, They took the fast track, okay. And from there, they went to Philippi, which is the chief city of the part of Macedonia, and a colony, and we were in that that city certain days. So now they take the fast track to Macedonia because they're sure that the Lord had shown him in a vision that he was supposed to go over there and help somebody over there in Macedonia. They take the fast track. They show up in Philippi 
ready to preach to the crowd, ready to share the gospel, ready to do what the Lord had armed them to do. And guess what? There's no man. There's no crowd. There's no opportunity for ministry. Now, I'm sure Paul's saying, what is going on here? Because remember, Paul heard the Lord speak. But here's my question. Did he stay put long enough to hear the whole plan? Sometimes we get up before God finished talking to us. I'm guilty. Both my hands are up. You seek the Lord. You stay still long enough to find out what's going on. He drops something else in your spirit, and you off from running again, not real, not realizing that you didn't hear the whole plan of God. Amen. And so this is possibly what's going on here with Paul. He hears God speak, right? But, but when he gets to Macedonia, there's no man, there's no crowd, there's no opportunity for ministry. But he knows he heard the Lord speak to him. But did he hear enough of the whole thing? Amen. He might have been thinking, maybe I misunderstood what God was saying. And why did he send me here? Because there's nothing going on. Well, listen, redirected on purpose for a greater purpose. The Bible says that they were there certain days, abiding certain days. They've been there for a couple of weeks now. And finally, on the Sabbath, verse 13 is where I am. On the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted there. Oh, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. When you get to the place where you think God's going to have you do ministry or where you think you're going to represent him well or whatever the case may be, and it doesn't seem like anything's happening, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Keep holding on. Amen. And keep pressing forward and keep doing what you would normally do because God's not going to send you to a place where he's not going to use you. Amen. He's preparing, here it is, he's preparing you and the way for a greater purpose. Here Paul, listen, here Paul is thinking he's going to be preaching, he's going to be helping a man out. Here it is. He's going to be preaching to the crowds about the gospel. He's going to do a ministry. He gets to the place. There's no crowd. There's no man. No, no, it seems like no place for ministry. He decides, I'm going to go to this prayer meeting. They're meeting down by the river. I'm going to go down there. Uh, to this prayer meeting, runs into a bunch of women who were praying by the riverside. Amen. And he decides he'd sit down there and he would talk with the women. Oh, boy, yeah, I'm going somewhere with this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because here it is. The certain days that he was there, I'm sure he said, you know what, it's time for me to really pray and listen more intentionally to find out what God really wants. Because Paul's probably thinking, he could not have been sending me down here for nothing. That's impossible. And God doesn't send you to places for nothing. There's always a reason why God has you at a particular point in time and to be at a particular destination. Even though you might not see it with your physical eye, God has already prepared for something to happen. And in this case, Paul was preparing, I mean, God was preparing Paul to meet this person named Lydia. This is good, this is good, good, good stuff. 
one woman by the name of Lydia. Let me tell you a little bit about Lydia. The Bible says she was a seller of purple. I'm right here in the Bible, verse 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira. Now, let's stop right there before we go further. First of all, seller of purple, purple royalty. Purple is a garment that wasn't readily used uh, unless uh, people of high stature could purchase it because purple is considered royalty. Amen. It's expensive. Okay, and when you read, when someone wore purple, that showed a status. It was a status symbol, so to speak. Amen. And here you have an entrepreneur, a female. Listen to what I'm saying. A female, a seller of purple. Here, and don't miss it. Don't miss it. She's able to mix and mingle with people whom possibly Paul would have never been able to mix and mingle with. Oh, yeah, I'm going somewhere with this. She's a seller of purple, the Bible says, in this city called Thyatira. And in this city called Thyatira, right, it is a city that uh, has uh, Christians in it, but it also has a fair amount of idolatry in Thyatira as well. But think about this. The Lord allows him to meet Lydia at the riverside. She, what she's doing, she's praying with the other women, and he's going to witness to her. Look, I ain't kidding. It's right there in verse 14. Seller of purple, city of Thyatira, who worshiped God, so we know that she was a believer, and she heard, Paul says, she heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. That means she got saved under Paul's ministry that she attended unto the things that were spoken of Paul. The greater purpose was that if Lydia received the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, as her Lord and Savior, because of the connection she has business-wise, she's going to be able to spread the gospel in areas that Paul won't have privy, wouldn't, wouldn't have the privilege to do. He can't, he's not hanging out. With the, with the higher-ups. He's not hanging out with the, what they call the muckety-mucks, the ones who, who are, you know, uh, the big somebodies. But here you have someone named Lydia who has a business, right, that allows her to deal with, it, with this upper class. And now, here it is, and now she knows the Lord Jesus Christ, and so she can begin to minister Mm-hmm. to these people so that this gospel can get in places that Paul ordinarily would not have been able to go. Oh, don't miss it. He was redirected on purpose for a greater purpose. See, it was more than just the crowd and more than just helping this man and more than just the preaching the gospel in Bithynia and the Asia and all that, but it was to be in contact with this one person named Lydia who has these other connections, and now she's saved, amen, which means now she can, she can help promote the furtherance of the gospel in places that Paul does not have privy to. Look how God works. Look how God works. She's going to be able to give the gospel in high places. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. Far greater purpose than what Paul had in mind or could ever imagine. Lydia will be responsible 
here it is, for sharing the gospel in circles that Paul would not be able to reach. And Lydia would be his connection, Paul's connection, to start, here it is, a Christian church where? In Thyatira. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Paul had no idea that this was God's plan, but God knew. Amen. God knew. The Bible says that she was, verse 15, she was baptized and her household too. Wasn't just her and her household. And she said to them, if you've judged me to be faithful to the Lord, then come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. So now Paul has a place to stay whenever she, he comes that way. Amen. And he, she's going to take care of him. But the most important thing, I don't want you to miss this, is that Paul had a mission in mind, and he was bent on doing it. And the Lord was allowing him. But here it is. But the Holy Spirit said, I got a greater mission in mind, so I don't want you to stop by Asia. I don't want you to stop by uh, Bithynia. I need you to go to Macedonia. And I need you not to speak to Lord Crowell, but to seek out and be near this woman named Lydia because the the, the, uh, the vision and the mission I have given to her is bigger than you can imagine. Redirected on purpose with a greater purpose. Someone needs to hear me today. Uh, what you want or the direction you want to take may be a good one, but it not, might not be at all what God wants for you because he sees a bigger picture. Amen. And so you might feel like you've been misled, misdirected, shut down, detoured, but God is redirecting you on purpose for a greater purpose, and each detour or roadblock, if you will, is God simply saying, not yet, not now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elevate you, but not yet, not now. This ministry is going to come to fruition, but not yet, not now. I have a greater purpose. It's bigger than what you can even imagine. And here it is. And you need to remember, amen, and you need to remember that God knows Everything, and you also need to remember that not now does not mean not ever. Don't throw in the towel just because there's a robot. Don't give it all up just because there's a detour. Don't become stagnated just because there's a blockage. Not now does not mean not yet. Every diversion is designed, here it is, to strengthen you and to equip you for the greater purpose. Look at the detour, look at the roadblock, look at that as a, a method that God is using to strengthen you and to equip you for a greater purpose. So keep on pressing and remain sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and pray about every diversion, every detour, every roadblock, every Blockage. Pray about all of that because God is positioning you and redirecting you for greater. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And here it is. Here it is. And you need to be patient like Paul. Paul could have said when the Holy Ghost said, don't go to Asia, Paul could have said, okay, well, I ain't going nowhere. 
But what did the Bible say? No. He said, well, I guess I'm going to go, I guess I'm supposed to be going to Bithynia. But then the Holy Ghost said, nope, don't want you in Bithynia. Now, Paul could have said, okay, well, now that's twice he didn't shut me down, so I really am not supposed to go there. But what did he do instead? The Bible tells us that he got along with God, and God began to speak to him about where he was trying to direct him to go. And he winds up in Macedonia. He winds up in Macedonia. And when he gets there, he could have said, well, where's the crowd? Where are the people? Where are the man I'm supposed to help? Where's the ministry I'm supposed to bring forth? Where's this? Where's that? Instead, what does he do? He goes to a prayer meeting. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And God reveals the whole plan. The whole plan was that Paul would be able to minister to Lydia, the seller of purple, a business entrepreneur who has a lot of connections, amen, so that now she saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, and she can spread the gospel. But here it is. She's a key member of a society of Fyrotyra. Listen, of Fyrotyra, and she's able to start a church and get Paul connected with that. He's, she is his connection to starting a Christian church in Thyatira, a greater purpose than Paul could ever have imagined. And because he was patient and because he was obedient, amen, we see this thing come to pass. God knows what lies ahead, and he knows the path that we will take, and he knows how to best use you for his glory. The Bible says this, the steps of a good man, and I'm going to add a good woman, are what ordered by the Lord. That's what the Bible says. So we need to remember that that he says, I know the plans that I think towards you. Thoughts good and not of evil to bring you to an expected or an successful end. This is the Lord talking, Jeremiah 29, 11. Read that when you get a minute. And you're not being misdirected. You're not being detoured. Instead, here it is, you're being redirected on purpose for a greater purpose. And so I'm asking you, saints and friends of the most high God, and those of you that, that have felt that way, amen, or might be in the middle of that even right now, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Seek the Lord. Find out where he wants you to be. Follow that direction. And when you show up and it still doesn't look like anything happening, ask yourself this question. Why would Lord allow me to be here if nothing's going to pop off? Something's going to pop off. And what he's doing is he's strengthening you and equipping you and preparing you for the greater purpose. So, again, don't look at it as a misdirection. Don't look at it as a closure. Don't look at it as a roadblock, as God is redirecting you on purpose for a greater purpose. Amen? Amen. That's a word for somebody today, and that was certainly a word for me as well. Amen. And so here's 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 what I want to say. Here's what I want to say with all that in mind. You didn't just listen to this broadcast just because it's coming on second second Friday of each month. No. The Lord has directed you to hear especially this particular message 
because he knows what's going on in your life. He knows what you're in the middle of. He knows what you're striving, what you're seeking after, and he knows those things. And he has spoken to your spirit. And somehow you feel that there's been a delay, that there's been a lag, that there's been a detour, that there's been a blockage, that there's been a roadblock. But instead what God is saying to you this evening, he says, no, it's none of those things. I'm redirecting you on purpose because I have a greater purpose in mind. I have greater in mind for you. So I'm saying to you, sinners and friends of the Most High God, seek his face. Sit still, listen, and listen long enough to hear the whole plan. And to go ahead and do and be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Amen, 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 amen. Now, I know I said a lot. And I know uh, that some of you have received it and others are, are still scratching their head about it. But I'm saying that you've been brought to this place on purpose. And I'm saying that if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you walked into a great message. You've been redirected on purpose for the greater purpose. And what's the greater purpose? That you might come to know the Lord Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sin. Amen. And so tonight, 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 tonight is your night. Amen. Tonight is your night. Your night to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Your night to live a better life in Christ. Your night to be a winner. Your night to take Christ as your own. For the Bible said, all is sin and comes short of the glory of God, and there's none righteous, no, not one. And it goes further to tell us that the wages of sin is death. But the good news is that the gift of God brings us eternal life. And so God has given us provision. He gave his only son to die for our sins. He loved us so much that he died in our place. For God so loved the world. Amen, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God commended his life, His love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the provision. Now, you have a decision to make, to be redirected on purpose for the greater purpose, which is salvation for your soul. And the decision is, choose you this day who you will serve. Will it be the Lord? Will you elect to be saved? Or you still want to stumble around? Hmm. Mm-mm. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so this is easy. Easy as ABC. There's a mission involved here. It says, look, confess your sins. The Bible says you confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So, A, admit that you're a sinner. You messed up. You denied him. You disobeyed. You did wrong. Oh, but we, have, but we serve a forgiving God, amen, who took your punishment for the sins, amen. And now he's offering you eternal life. He's offering you connection, reconnection, a reconciliation with the most holy and high God, God the Father, because he's already paid the price for you. So be believed that the Lord Jesus Christ died for you, amen. But he rose again on the third day, making intercession, and he now he makes intercession for us, sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. And see, just confess your sins. Give it over to God. Nobody asks you to clean yourself up. You come to God, he'll clean you up. You're not going to get yourself right, but he can get you right. Amen. And you can give your life to Christ right here, right now. Because mm-hmm. the Bible makes us a promise. If any man be in Christ, you're a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
All you got to do, all you got to do is confess to Him in your heart. You can pray the prayer. You can pray this prayer, asking the Lord to forgive you of your sins, realizing that you're a sinner, and asking Him to come into your life to help you, and that uh, you want to dedicate your life to Him. It's real plain, real simple. And guess what? Easy as that. If you if you prayed that prayer, Lord, I'm a sinner and I want to be saved, and only You can do it. Come into my heart. And thank him for it. Thank you, Jesus. Guess what? The Bible says that you're saved. Amen. Right here, right now. And I say to you, welcome to the family of God. And today begins your new life in Christ. Now, here's what I I think you should do is in order to live this life more abundantly, more successfully, you'll need to seek out and connect with and join a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church or assembly. Amen. Because you want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you want to learn about the many promises that God has in store for you in his word. Amen? Amen. You've been redirected on purpose for a greater purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Brother Rob, um, it's up to you with the announcements, please. Thank you. Not a problem, not a, not a problem, Evangelist Cheryl. Um, I really did enjoy tonight's episode, and um, I, I really do uh, receive the message, as I hope everybody else did receive the message that you brought forth tonight. <clears throat> so real quickly, uh, this is a part of the Purpose Cam Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are, whether you listen to us online or via phone. We greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And I'd also like to thank those that share with your friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Cam Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live from www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Anytime we do a live show, you can just call in at 319-527-6091. You can press the number one if you want to talk to our host. Also, on that very same website, you can listen to any of our past shows. You just simply type in the show name or the host name, and you can listen to that show in its entirety and at your convenience. And uh, we thank you so much for that. Okay, we also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. From there, you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on that social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. We also have our own very, very own radio network, which is PKN.com. There you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. And uh, don't forget to share with your friends and family members. Okay? And um, we do have our upcoming uh, debut of our very own game show, which is PKN Bible Challenge. It's going to start at 8 p.m. on Sunday. Please check it out. And if you want to have a night of fun, uh, just tune in and join in. Okay? And uh, tomorrow evening at the 8.30 p.m. hour, we're going to have self-expressions. That's going to be hosted by me, Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. So uh, once again, with God's will, God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 8.30 p.m. hour for self-expressions, and that's going to be hosted by Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. Okay, with that, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and we're going to turn the show back over to Evangelist Cheryl Johnson. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And I pray that this word has fallen on good ground and that you would um, consider that God is not throwing up a roadblock. He's not throwing up a detour. He's not throwing up a diversion, and you have not been misdirected, but instead you've been redirected on purpose on purpose, for a greater purpose, and that you remember that God's not now does not mean not ever. 
It just simply means not yet or not now. But he's fixing things. He's moving things around. He's shifting the atmosphere. He's, he's, these diversions are, are designed to, to strengthen you and to equip you for a greater purpose. So my advice would be to sit before the Lord longer and seek his face and find out where he wants you to be. And when you get there, amen, ask the Lord, okay, now what do you want, to, want me to do while I'm here? Because it might not pop off right away. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to pop off at all, because it will. If God sent you there, it will. This vision will come to pass. Your ministry will come to pass. Your purpose will come to pass. God has redirected you to a spot where he wants you. He has positioned you to be exactly where he can use you, because he knows what lies ahead, and he knows the path that you're going to take. Amen. And he understands all of that. And he just wants you to trust him more. You're being redirected on purpose for a greater purpose. Amen? Amen. And I thank the Lord again for his word. Thank the Lord again for you all listening in. And I pray that the, Lord, that the word fell on good ground. Amen. Until next time, let the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathways. I am Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, and you have been listening to In Search of the Truth. I bid you peace and God's blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to pin me down, I will not lose. He saved me.